0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be
1: your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. In the market for investment worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer.
2: It's Mentally Yours from men and Evette
3: I've on your mental health you surely won't regret It's Mentally, 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 yours. mentally yours Mentally Yours, Mentally Yours Hi and welcome to Mentally Yours I'm Ellen, and this is Mentally Yours Coronavirus, our special episodes all about the pandemic and how we can look after our mental health during it. Today I'm going to be talking to Helena Bordion. She's a free diver, a speaker, and a breath trainer. We're going to be talking about how we could use our time in lockdown to improve our breathing because so many of us have got into bad habits, myself included, uh, especially with our terrible posture, or my terrible posture, uh, while working from home and hunching over a laptop. We're also going through some breathing exercises that can help us with anxiety and stress and struggling to fall asleep in lockdown. So how did you get into <laughs> Sounds silly. How did you get into breathing?
2: <laughs> um, it, it does sound like a silly question, but it's not really at all. Um, I discovered free diving uh, seven mm-hmm. years ago. Now, free diving is breath hold diving, and I practice the death, depth depth, <laughs> so the depth disciplines, which means I um, lie on the surface of the ocean. I take one very deep breath and then I dive as deep as I can on that one single breath, and I come back up on the same breath. Um, and in learning how to free dive, you're taught um, better breathing habits and how to use breathing to help with relaxation, because that's incredibly important in free diving. And it piqued my interest. And the more I continued with my free diving the more interest that I got in how we breathe and how it can help us um and that helped me to d- discover how bad breathing habits can can hinder us and really damage us uh, both physically and mentally and um yeah I got got quite interested in all of that and now I help people improve their habits if necessary. Uh, why
3: do you like free diving? Because to me, that sounds terrifying and horrible. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, my parents think exactly the same thing. Um, cool. I I loved um, a little bit about my history. Uh, 20 years ago, I was suffering from chronic depression and I was actually on the verge of suicide. And I was very lucky to be able to find the strength to reach out with the support of the NHS uh, and family and friends I turn my life around and um, I live a life today that I could never have dreamed of 20 years ago and one of the things that struck me so profoundly when I started freediving seven years ago was the peace and quiet as soon as I put my head under the water all those background voices that are generally quite negative at times um, and, and forever yapping away in the background just suddenly disappeared. And this sense of calm uh, and well-being, of being totally present in each and every moment as it happened was intoxicating, and um, I fell utterly in love with it immediately. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I can definitely see because I think so many people talk about uh, what's it called—open air, cold water swimming—and how powerful that is for like quieting your thoughts.
2: Yes, again, I think that's along the lines of the shock therapy of your mind can be wandering here, there, and everywhere, and suddenly the power or the intensity of the coldness of the water brings you right into yourself, right in that in that very moment. And it, it's refreshing it's a re- physically and mentally. Um, it's a, a release from the everyday chatter that's going on in your mind. And that's that's very pleasant to experience that. So, yeah, I do do what the cold is, water thing.
3: But... <laughs> <laughs> what is it about freediving, though? Because I think what you're saying about um, having to hold your breath for that, that sounds quite <laughs> like intense life or death stuff. Do you find that helpful for your mental health as well?
2: Yeah. Um, It's life and death if you don't follow some very simple rules, Um, much like you would never put a learner driver in a Formula One car. um, Mm -hmm. The most basic rule of free diving is you do not do a breath hole near water by yourself. Because if you do that and you push too hard, which isn't actually as difficult as it sounds, you'll black out. And mm-hmm. the thing about blacking out is it feels like it feels when you fall asleep, you're not aware that you're doing it. So the first and biggest rule of freediving is do not do a breath hold near water by yourself. Um, and if you are doing it, make sure you have someone who knows what they're doing looking after you. Um, mm-hmm. And from there on in, um, the depth that I do and the the length of time it takes for me to do my dive, I've... I've graduated to those levels very slowly over very many years with lots and lots of training and um, i I don't come up from a dive about to sort of on that cusp at all I'm a very safe very conscientious diver um, I always dive with a safety team or, or my buddy who I'm training with and we look after each other and so while it certainly pushes its people's buttons because they consider it to be an extreme sport and the Mm -hmm. reason why is because we're denying ourselves one of the the ultimate things that we need to live by denying ourselves air Um, it's actually an incredibly relaxing cathartic peaceful sport that's a, a wonderful way to face your fears in a very calm controlled manner to actually work out what you're capable of, and where where what you thought w- might have been a solid barrier actually can flex a little bit, and you can achieve more.
3: So once you got into that, and then you said you kind of um, were interested in breathing in general, and learn more about that. Yes. How did where did you go to learn more about that? How do you learn more about? breathing um
2: the internet's a very very good place to start but you obviously (laughs) need to sieve out the kind of the real stuff from the, the not so helpful stuff um and you know in in the free diving world there are lots of people who are much more experienced than me who I've I've um listened to and learned from and I've looked into um the medical side of things a lot there there's in terms of breath work there is a massive spectrum that ranges from, um, the, the sort of health side of things through to, uh, there's, um, rebirthing elements you can do. There's, uh, yoga pranic um exercises that you can do which i actually incorporate some of them um, into the stuff that i teach but and and then there's through to kind of the cold water therapies that people can do as well where um particular styles of breathing are involved to help people to build up the the What's the word? The oomph, um, yeah. to actually get on and, and do it in, and step into that ice bath. And so it's, it's a massive, massive spectrum. Um, and I tended to, and certainly have gone more towards the medical side of things where there's, there's documented, um, reports uh, and studies to show that um, this sort of breathing how it can be helpful both physically and mentally to us um, because it just it carries more weight for me and I I come from a medical family and my father would laugh me out of town if I didn't wasn't (laughs) able to back things up so yeah it's it's been very useful having that. (laughs) Can you tell us a
3: bit about kind of the medical backup? Because I think people hear kind of breathing exercise and think kind of wishy-washy, that kind of thing. Can you tell us more about why it is important to do these things and how it can actually be helpful for your health?
2: Okay. Well, taking a little step back before I go into that, um, Mm -hmm. when we're not, well, the thing is about breathing, we do it from our very first breath till the moment we die. And It's part of our nervous system that we can do without having to pay any attention to it. It is automatic. Mm -hmm. We do have the ability to control it as well, which um, is where the breathing exercises can become so interesting and so helpful to us. Now, when we aren't well, we we do tend to go to the doctor. And most of the time, they might prescribe medication, um, they might Ask about our nutrition, they might ask about our hydration. But unless you have a specific um, breathing issue, it's incredibly rare for a doctor to actually bring it up and ask you about it. And considering mm-hmm. we breathe anywhere between 17,000 and 25,000 times in a 24 hour period which is a massive amount if you think about it we're doing that mostly without thinking about it um it makes sense to look at how our habits might be affecting us now because we breathe every day and we never we never really think about it when when our habits begin to slide and aren't as good as they could be um we compound health issues or we, we can exacerbate them by having these bad habits and they can a range of ailments throughout the body from um, sort of stress headaches to bad back issues to digestive issues, both uh, constipation and, and irritable bowel syndrome, acid reflux, um, hot flushes, tiredness and fatigue, short attention spans, all the way through to stress and anxiety. And every single one of those issues that I've just mentioned can either be reduced or massively alleviated by, or massively reduced, sorry, or alleviated by looking at how we're breathing and and bringing in better breathing habits. this is all medical fact and and there are um, reports and stats out there that if anyone wants to do any research on it, they are actually readily available, that breathing can have a compounded effect on all of those ailments. And when you start introducing better habits, um, yeah, you can help yourself massively. One of the biggest issues do feel free to stop me if i'm going on to no no talking. i'm just fascinated honestly one of the really interesting things um and it's to do with our very fast-paced high octane um lifestyle that we all live nowadays and that we're mm-hmm. constantly connected to technology is um our posture and we don't stand or sit as well as we used to um, when we were children. I remember my mother saying to me, and my ballet teacher, my 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 um, teachers at school all saying, "Sit up straight, sit up straight, put your shoulders back." Now, because we spend a lot of our time on our mobile phones and we're hunched right over, that means we're not able to make the best use of our lungs, and we're only using the top area to breathe and. 9 out of 10 people are actually breathing this way, whether they realize it or not. And the trouble is, when you look at the lungs, the very top area of the lungs, which we're all breathing into when we're sitting and standing so badly, has the smallest amount of lung tissue in it. So we're having to breathe really, really fast to get as much air volume into our lungs so we can try and get hold of the oxygen we need. If we sit up straight or even lean back slightly so we're comfortable and relaxed, or we're standing up straight with our shoulders back and dropped, we're able to bring our, the air down into the lower part of the lungs where we've got much thicker, denser lung tissue. And it's much easier for the oxygen that we breathed in to actually make it into our blood system ultimately, for our our cells to use it. Um, Now, there are a couple of elements to this type of breathing um, that I specifically bang on about. (laughs) We'll mention probably quite a few times. Um, Breathing through your nose. Now, I spoke earlier about our nervous system, Um, And the fact that we breathe without paying much attention to it. Now, when we're doing the upper chest breathing, we are, in fact, stimulating the side of our nervous system, which is responsible for our fight or flight, which is great if we are um, in the middle of the desert or the jungle and we're being chased by an animal and we need to survive. You know, it's absolutely brilliant in that environment and it's much more likely to keep us alive. We don't find ourselves in that situation very often these days. And because of this upper chest breathing, we're spending about 90% of our day in this fight or flight rather than being in the rest or digest and repair, which Mm -hmm. I like to add, um, because it is, it's where our body does all our maintenance, where it heals itself much faster, where we do our digestion, which goes on hold completely when we're in fight or flight. All the things that we need to to help keep our bodies functioning healthily, um, start working when we're in rest or digest. And when we breathe through our noses, it helps draw the air into the lower part of the lungs, where that good gas exchange takes place and it also stimulates the rest or digest side of the nervous system which calling it the nervous system seems a bit strange because when you say the nervous system you always think you're tense and shaking but so that has the effect on us on of of calming us down of helping us to feel more Mm -hmm. in control of ourselves um obviously we all know that we only have limited control over our surroundings, but we can have control over ourselves. And by doing this sort of breathing is the fastest way to gain control over ourselves and feel calmer and be able to deal with stressful and, and anxiety-ridden situations much better. So my first, the first stage of this, this breathing that I talk about is only breathing through your nose. So it requires the good posture, and only breathing through your nose. The reason why I go on about breathing through the nose is because our noses and our sinuses take up around 30% of the space in our skulls. And in that space, there are lots of tunnels and turbines and kinks and tubes, lots of weird things. Um, But in that space, we do a lot of filtering of the air that we breathe, we warm it, we moisten it, and we produce something called nitric oxide, which is a really powerful antiviral agent. And when Mm -hmm. we breathe through our nose, we get all of these benefits. When we breathe through our mouths, we get none of them. Now, all these benefits, Okay, that's, that's quite dramatic. It, it, it actually really is. <laughs> When you take, into, yeah. you take into account the current situation, I am absolutely not saying that nose breathing mm-hmm. will stop anyone from getting COVID-19. I am not saying that in the slightest. But what I am absolutely saying not. is by doing the nose breathing, you are giving your your immune system, the benefits of all those things I've just stated mm-hmm. to protect against colds, flu, allergens and airborne pathogens. And there is, a, there is proper medical data to support this. So in the current situation we are all in and facing, we should be breathing through our noses, especially when we're out in public, but actually just practicing it as much of the time as humanly possible. Um, there is another reason for it as well. And, and I've been practicing the nose breathing for well over two years now. Um, our bodies are run. We use the oxygen that we breathe in to run ourselves, to create energy for ourselves to work. However, when you hold your breath and you start feeling really uncomfortable, you're feeling really uncomfortable, not because you're running out of oxygen, but because you're, there is a buildup of carbon dioxide in your body. And the carbon dioxide is the byproduct of the cells using the oxygen to create the energy they need to do the work they need to do. And as as you hold your breath or as you take lots of exercise, you go for a run, you, feel, you might feel the need to breathe more and you get uncomfortable. Um, Now, the trouble Mm -hmm. is, when we breathe through our mouths, we are venting a lot of this carbon dioxide. And this is really not very helpful to us because it's the buildup of carbon dioxide that sends messages throughout the body for the oxygen that's in our blood to be released, to be used. Mm -hmm. Um, In its simplest form, if we take big, heavy breaths through our mouths we are preventing ourselves from getting the oxygen that is running around through our blood system and should be released the more it's it is a bit complicated and it goes against everything we think because we just think i i need more i need more oxygen i'll just take bigger breaths mm. it's actually the contrary if you want to get more oxygen to the cells of your body you need to build up your co2 tolerance and the easiest way to do that is to always breathe through your nose and mentally I can imagine
3: so for me personally I've noticed when I do take kind of gasping breaths I
2: feel more anxious
3: I think because it reminds you of feeling physically panicked is there anything in that absolutely
2: it's tripping you into that fight or flight again and your uh, your stress hormones the cortisol and you panic well you know um you know the brown paper bag when people are having panic attacks or they're struggling to catch their breasts. In in the good old days, I remember when I was much younger, because I'm I'm not the youngest spring chicken these days. Um, I was given a brown paper bag and told to breathe into this and calm down. And the principle mm. of that is you you close the nail of the bag. And you're breathing in and out on that. You're breathing more and more carbon dioxide rather than fresh air to get the levels up in your body so that the oxygen is released. Um, I recently, well, no, it's it's over two years ago now, I started running, um, doing only nose breathing. And I'm not Mm. a great runner. If I'm really honest with you, I struggle to enjoy it. I do try to, but I do struggle (laughs) to enjoy it.
0: And it took me
2: about three weeks um, of running slower and slower because the principle behind it is you you don't, if you're feeling like you're running out of air, you don't suddenly start breathing through your mouth. You slow down the pace until Mm -hmm. you um, are able to breathe Quite normally, through your nose again, and then you maybe speed it up again and it took three months uh, three weeks of me on a treadmill, almost getting to crawling speed to be able to actually do this and then one day I suddenly realized that I was running at the same speed i'd been running before i'd started to do the nose breathing. I was finding it very easy I was able to run for longer and I also wasn't suffering from um exercise-induced asthma, which I did used to suffer from on the treadmill. I'd be running along and suddenly I'd find mm-hmm. myself very much out of breath. And so I'd take big gasping breaths and plow on through and eventually it would get through. But I, since I started doing the nose breathing, I have not suffered from that exercise-induced asthma once. So it's, it's a very interesting um, exercise to do. 24-7 where possible and I yeah I do bang on and on about the nose breathing um my poor partner gets it in the neck every time we go out for a run um he's stopped running with me now I think as a result but um yeah it's it's absolutely transformed my health it's transformed my father's health um and yeah I I my mother suffered from cancer a few years ago And it's not so much the nose breathing, but the calming breathing habits. Um, She had to have quite Mm -hmm. a few operations uh, and was in significant pain for a long, long time. And so we looked at her breathing and she turned around a few weeks after she got the all clear and said, you know, the breathing was, was the most amazing gift because not only was I able to deal with the pain, but it helped me calm down and it helped me feel more in control. So the benefits um are massively physical and mental and it, it really conscious breathing really is indispensable um in our in our in our well-being toolbox and we really should all be practicing it as much of the day and night well not so much the night because we're not not conscious but practicing good healthy uh, breathing habits um as much of the day as possible
3: so, how do we get kind of started? Say if we want to go, okay, lockdown is the time i'm going to get into these healthy breathing habits and get all of these benefits.
2: Excellent how should we question. start very, very simple. Um, find a seat uh, either sitting mm-hmm. upright or have a have a sort of a bolster cushion at the lower of your back. So you're just leaning back a little bit. I don't want you to feel like there's any tension and you're struggling to be upright. And what you want is your belly to be nice and soft. This is not the time to be holding your belly in and trying to tone your six pack. You're trying to use um, your primary breathing muscles, which are your diaphragm and your intercostals. Now the intercostals, are three layers of muscles between the ribs, around the rib cage. And mm-hmm. the diaphragm is a pizza size. It's a huge muscle that most people don't know exists um, that's kind of dome-shaped, and it sits up under your rib cage, bel- uh, just below your your heart and your lungs, and then your digestive organs are all below it. And when you're breathing properly and healthily, um, your diaphragm should be dropping on the inhale and then rising back up very naturally without any effort on the exhale. And that whole movement gives your internal organs a really lovely massage and helps the system work really nicely. So sitting sitting upright, maybe even leaning slightly backwards with your belly nice and relaxed. What I want people to do is to breathe in through their noses. And we're only breathing to about a third of the volume of your lungs. I'm not asking you to take full breaths here. This is not what this mm-hmm. bre- this everyday breathing is about. And and this really is everyday breathing, which you everyone did as children. Um, if you look at babies and you look at animals, especially when they're sleeping, you'll see that their bellies go sideways. And that's because they're using their diaphragms um, properly as they should be rather than the upper chest. And it's why when you hold a child and it starts crying and you you have that kind of how can you possibly produce this much noise (laughs) feeling um, and want want to block your ears. The reason why is because the child is genuinely using its diaphragm to its full extent and absolutely properly. And when we all do that... We can be a lot louder. It's why um, singers and actors, opera singers, are so good at projecting their voice because they're all using their Mm -hmm. respiratory muscles as well as they should be, and they're they're fully functioning. So anyway, back to the position. Sitting comfortably, belly nice and soft, and you can even put your hand on your lower belly, breathing in through your nose to about a third of a lungful. As you do that, you very gently push out your belly. And by doing that, you're allowing the diaphragm to drop. You're making space so the diaphragm can come down gently. On the exhale, you just let the air out. You're not forcing it. You just let it naturally come back out again. Then pause for a split second and then inhale again. Pushing out the belly gently to a third or half a lungful. And then just naturally release it again. This type of breathing is massively stimulating your rest and digest. Um, there are a few exercises I can give you when I finish running through the other two points, um, but they all. Mm-hmm. This is all about calming you down, even helping you to sleep better at night. Um, just help you feel more in control, more grounded, which. I'm using a lot at the moment and I know could probably help benefit a lot of your listeners and, and people out there as well. So that's the first point, breathing through your nose and gently. I, I mean,
3: honestly, I was doing that while you were talking through it and I could already feel myself feeling a lot. Well, let's calmer. move on
2: to stage two, which is, amazing. Which is breathing let's evenly. It. And what that means is the same mm-hmm. volume of air for each breath. So that same third of a lung fall, you don't do any more, you don't do any less. And the duration for each breath needs to be the same. So say you're doing one of the exercises I teach for for this sort of thing um, for relaxing can be a one two breath. So your exhale would Mm -hmm. be twice the length of the inhale. So for example, you inhale for a count of three, and you exhale for a count of six. uh, And you maintain that you you certainly don't make it any shorter but you can potentially make it a little bit longer so you'd start off going inhale two three exhale two three four five six and you do a couple of rounds like that and then as you relax into it you'd start going inhale two three exhale two three four five six and gradually extend it that way um your breath should never get shorter. You're always trying to lengthen Mm -hmm. them out. The the one, two breath is specifically a relaxation. And I don't actually recommend it for everyday breathing. It's more of a, right, I need five minutes out. I'm going to sit on the sofa. I'm going to focus on doing this breathing. So I'm rested and I'm ready to deal with what's coming next. So Point two mm-hmm. is the same volume air, of air for each breath and the same duration of time for each breath. Finding a rhythm um, and making sure that the exhale is slightly longer will promote the calmness. And the third point, which is kind of the most difficult uh, and most people don't actually realize <laughs> when they're doing it is, um, or when they're not doing it, is silent breathing, to breathe as quietly as possible, which means no sighing, no yawning, no sniffing, no nervous coughs, no snoring, but that's a, a nighttime thing that there's ways to deal with that. Um because all of these things, the sighing, the yawning, the sniffing, the nervous coughing, they're all forms of hyperventilation. They're all over breathing, which means you're getting rid of the carbon dioxide you're stimulating the fight or flight you are you're taking yourself from the away from the calmness and the rest or digest so to be as quiet and gentle and breathing only the amount of air that you need which unless you're doing exercise is only going to be maybe a third of a lung full it's not going to be a full volume breath now you may or may have noticed that i've not said do deep breaths um I've only mm-hmm. just mentioned full volume breathing which is when you will use the entire space of your lungs and fill it up to the top and then then let the air out again I don't use the term deep breathing because people generally think I tend to think that that means take as big a lung full as possible um, I yeah. I Talk about the nose breathing and taking the air down into the lowest part of the lungs instead, instead of saying deep because it confuses people. So it's 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 using the lower part of the lungs um, or there are full volume breathing exercises as well. Um,
0: yeah,
3: that makes sense, because definitely if you say deep breathing, I think exactly big Massive breath, as much air as I can take in, kind of hold it as well.
2: Which there is a time and a place for that, for the full volume, um, (laughs) full lung volume breathing. Um, I do a morning exercise just after I've woken up. Um and I don't do it any other time of the day, and I I specifically do it in the morning, and I call it a lung spring clean, a daily lung spring clean, because I've been in bed asleep, hopefully for eight hours, sleeping like a baby, and Because I'm not taking much exercise, um, I'm breathing very little air because I don't need much. And Mm -hmm. so in my lungs, there will be slightly stale air just because it hasn't been cleaned out for the eight hours because I haven't been moving very much. So what I do first thing in the morning is three to five breaths where I... Breathe up from the lowest part of my lungs, then the middle part, all the way up to the top, and then a nice full exhale to let it all go, and then a pause. And I do that three to five times just to clear out the stale air and get fresh air into my lungs. And I've been surprised a number of times by the occasions when I've woken up and I've thought, ah, I think I might be getting a cold. And I've done this breathing. Mm. And I've woken up the following day and thought, oh, I feel fine. I'm not getting a cold. Um, I don't know if there's anything in it, but I had been surprised by the number of times that I got away <laughs> from it. And it, it does kind of make sense. If you think about it, the stale air that's in our lungs is is stale. It's warm. It's moist. And those are kind of classic breeding ground, potentially for bugs to fester and cause issues. So to do a little spring clean every morning. Um, and you know, it's a bit like splashing cold water on your face It helps wake you up and, and gets the body functioning, um, ready to start the day. And it's, it's one of my exercises that I do for that. So in that would be one of the few times that I do use a full volume breath and I'm breathing in the Mm -hmm. lower part, the middle part and the upper part of my lungs fully. Um,
3: I like the idea of doing that as a morning yeah. thing and making yeah, it part of your routine. Simple. It
2: should take that. less than a minute. Um, if you stick a little um, mm-hmm. post-it note on the bathroom mirror while you're sitting on the loo or something, whatever it is, first thing of the day, very easy to do. doesn't take long. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good way of waking yourself up for the day. Um
3: so I think that's something that we can do kind of every day to build those good habits. But let's say someone in lockdown is feeling yeah. very anxious and overwhelmed, yeah. which I'm sure many of us are. What's something that they can do in the moment? Do you have a kind of breathing exercise that can yes. bring them back well, in? Well, go and back to this two breath,
2: breath again, um, which, as I yes. said, is yes. yes. very simple. The all it means is the exhale needs to be twice the length of the inhale. So pick two and four so an inhale would be two or an exhale and an exhale would be four or three and six or four and eight and start off with the count in your head quite quite fast because if you start with it Really slow, Mm -hmm. it's going to create stress and anxiety in you thinking, Oh my gosh, I've got to hold my breath for a count of eight and I'm going to run out. And that's not going to help you at all. (laughs) So start with the count quite fast. And then as you relax into it after a couple of rounds, you can really focus on making it longer. And the longer it becomes, the more you promote the calmness and the feeling grounded and the relaxation and the rest will digest um so that's a very very simple version there are loads of different versions to this type of breathing and the other one i like to teach is a box breath where um we actually Mm -hmm. incorporate a few breath holds not for not for long so for example you do (laughs) don't don't panic inhale for four (laughs) and then you'd hold for four exhale for four um, and hold for four and again you start off counting quite fast. So you go inhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, inhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four, exhale, two, three, four, hold, two, three, four. And you repeat it, and you can repeat it as many times as you want. And as you Feel yourself relaxing more. Slow that count down, and almost, almost start playing a game to see how relaxed and how grounded you can actually feel. Mm. Um, there are many, many different examples like this. The one thing you need to stick to, the, the the kind of essential detail of this is that the exhale has to be the same length as the inhale or longer never never Mm -hmm. the other way around the exhale is always either the same or you're trying to extend it slightly longer but make sure you don't create stress by starting off with the count too slow does that all make sense
3: yeah, I think what you just said is helpful as well because I definitely feel sometimes pressure to be like I'm not doing it long it's enough. I'm not doing everyone. it properly. Um,
2: for a free diver, I spend my time yeah. doing breath holds and practicing this stuff. It's obviously going to be different to somebody who's never done a breath hold and's never done breath work before, and and is is nervous and in a situation like we're all are where we're we're suffering from anxiety and stress. This is not absolutely not the time to be beating yourself up at all. Take it, at, exactly, <laughs> especially take not breathing at, at the pace that works for you, and as and when you feel ready, then gently slow it down. But you can do this. You know, you can lie on the floor, you can lie on the bed, you can sit on the sofa, you can do this, these exercises pretty much anywhere. Not while you're driving. Don't recommend any of this while you're <laughs> driving. But um, you know, and they're they're very easy exercises to do, and and no one knows you're doing them. So. They're not embarrassing. I'm not asking you Mm. to get up and do star jumps or funny things like that. It's just a way to bring yourself back into the moment, back into yourself. And so you feel calmer and hopefully a bit more in control of yourself and better able to deal with Mm. the situation and the environment around you.
3: And it really does work. Like I'm always surprised at how, Quickly and how well it changes. The space how you feel. Minutes,
2: ninety Just, seconds. You can completely yeah. change your mental state and your ability to deal with a situation. It is, it is such a gift we can give ourselves if we remember to do it. What I do recommend people, exactly. until they get into heard- the habit of doing it, is we've all got phones on us twenty four seven. You know, set three reminders in your diary a day just to sit and try it for three or four minutes and practice it and the more you do that the more you'll go oh i'm just i'm just sitting watching telly or waiting the adverts are on before my program begins i'm just going to do the breathing and the more you practice it the calmer you will become overall because it does it does accumulate calmness the more you practice it the calmer you are and the easier it is to deal with stressful situations.
1: So this is goodbye from Mentally Yours So go away, enjoy your day, get on with all your chores From Mentally, Mentally,
3: Mentally, Mentally, mentally Yours Mentally Yours, Mentally Yours If you've been affected by any of the stuff we talked about today, or you're struggling with your mental health amid the pandemic, you can contact the Samaritans on 116 123 or go to the website at samaritans.org.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen.